Hope. I should. Recorded live. Yeah, your mercy somehow. And do. Yes, I'll sing it again. Sing it again. Yeah, your mercy is good at a time. Your mercy is brand new every day. Your mercy is everlasting. Your mercy, yes. Oh, I'm always talking about the way you bless me. I'm always thinking about how good you are. But I don't always tell no that is despite of myself. You know I haven't been good. Some days I don't do what I should. Yet your mercy somehow it endures. Let your mercy somehow endure. Yes, your mercy somehow endure. Yes, Lord. Somehow, some way, God's mercy endures through all the things that we fail to do and some things that we do that we should not do. Amen. The psalmist said that his mercy is brand new every day. Every morning he wakes us up with a brand new mercy. Amen. Thank God for his mercy that endured throughout all generations. Every generation gains God's mercy. No one is left out. Amen. He gives his mercy to each and every one of us, amen, because he's that kind of God. The songwriters say, thank God he's not like man, amen, because he don't give me what I deserve, amen, because of his mercy. Somehow, it endures, amen. We thank God for God's mercy and his grace, amen. Thank God for you who have assembled in the house of God on today, as well as those who have called in to listen at our service on today. We pray that the word of God be a blessing to one and all. Amen. Because we all need the word of God. Amen. Writers say the grass may fade and the uh, flowers may wither, but the word of God shall stand forever. Amen. It stands when everything else fails, when everything else is falling apart. God's word still remains the same. Before one jot, a till of my word fall to the ground, heaven and earth shall pass away. Amen. But my word, me and my word, will stand forever. Amen. It's the word that we need. Amen. And if we stand on the word, the world will stand for you. Amen. We are the New Way of Life Ministries. We're located 32822 State Highway 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. Our zip is 77362. 
And our email address is nwoflife2002 at yahoo.com. Amen. We'd like to hear from you. If you'd like to drop us a line, if you, if you want to uh, financially donate to this ministry, amen. We'll thank God uh, for whatever donation you send. Amen. Send it to Pastor Herman Evans, New Way of Life Ministries. Amen. 32822 State Highway 249 in Pinehurst, Texas. Amen. You can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. Amen. For the consideration consideration of those uh, who have your Bible with you, let us turn to the 14th chapter of the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 14. Amen. We've been here before, and sometimes you have to go back and revisit sometimes where you've been before. Amen. That you be re-encouraged like you was encouraged the first time you was there. Amen. Joshua chapter 14, and we begin our reading from verse number 5. As the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jeponiah the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barina. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barina to espy out the land. And I brought him word again as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold the Lord had kept me alive as he said these forty and five years even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness and now Lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, as yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. For war, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron, for an inheritance. Amen. We're going to speak a word from Habad. Do you want it? Amen. How bad do you want it? 
Our Father and our God, we thank you for your divine scriptures. Thank you for reiterating to us, dear God, what you said 40 years ago, that your word is still fresh, amen, and still active even after 40 years have passed. Your word still remains the same. Your promises that you made is still to us. And, Father, we thank you for encouraging our hearts on today in the mighty name of Jesus that if you be for us, who can be against us? And, Father, today we stand on your word. We trust in your promises that you made us. For how many years you say this, your God, we still trust in you and still walking towards the word that you gave us. That you would bless us and keep us all the days of our lives. That you would see for us and fight our battles and give us the victory over every work of our enemy. You are our God who heal, the God who feed us. You are the God of our salvation. And we come to say thank you on today. And we come to bless your name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. How, how bad do you want it? Amen. Even though God has said that he would bless us. Even though he said that he have something for you and I. Amen. You going to have to want it bad enough to go after it. Matter of fact, in his word, he said, if you act, it shall be given. If you seek, you shall find. And if you knock, the door shall be open. For he that asketh shall receive it. And he that seeketh shall find it. And he that knocketh, the door shall be opened unto him. So all three of those entities is something that you and I must do for ourselves. God is saying, I have it for you. But if you want it, you have to move from your place of comfort to go out and and chase God for what he has for you. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 33, if you would seek ye first, the kingdom of heaven and all of his righteousness, then all of these things shall be added unto you. He tells us this. This is his word. This is his promises to you and I. But it tells us that even though God has said it to you, promised it to you, there's something that you and I must do. We got to get up off our seat of do nothing and go and chase after God promises. The children of Israel, was God's chosen people. They were down in Egypt land for 430 years, waiting on the promises of God. He they was waiting. They were still praying for God to send the deliverer. Amen. That they would receive the promises that God had made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen. The Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord, he shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run, not be weary. 
walk and not faint. You got to learn how to wait on God. Amen. You can't be counting the time, the seasons of the days. He said, in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. After 430 years, God sends a man called Moses. You don't know who God's going to send in your life. You don't know who the person is to come, amen, and bring you from out of the rut that you've been in. Amen. We'll show, we show a pretty face. We put on a, 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 good, a good face, amen, before the people. But inside, we are suffering. Inside, we are hurting and we are crying. Amen. When we hear a word, our heart is encouraged, but the things that we see discourage us. That's why the scriptures say that the just shall walk by faith. You've got to continue to have faith in God. Regardless of what your, cir- your circumstances and your situation may look like, you've got to trust what God said to you, that he's able to bring you truth. Matter of fact, his words say that he is, he's more than able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we could ever think or ask of him to do according to the power that worketh in you and I. 430 years. Thank God we don't have to wait that long on God. 430 years the children of Israel waited. They continued to pray, amen, for the deliverer to bring them to the promises of God. Amen. They knew what the fathers had said to them. Abraham was promised, and he passed on that promise to Isaac, and Isaac passed on the promise to Jacob. Jacob, amen, bore 12 sons, amen, which became the children of Israel. The nation of Israel was formed by one man that became God's people. God brings the people out after 430 years. And the thing about it, my sisters and brothers, the day that they was delivered looked at no different than any other day. Amen, somebody. Amen. I wish I had a witness here. You know, when God gets ready to move, he don't make a day any different than any other day. Amen. He just makes your way different than any other day. Amen. He opens up doors that day that he didn't open up on those other days. Amen. That day didn't seem like any different day, but God had told them, every man go out and get a lamb for his house. Amen. He said, for the day that you see Pharaoh, you won't see his face anymore. The day you're going to be delivered. The day you're coming out of this thing. There's a day that God didn't set for you to come out. I don't care how long you've been in it. I don't care how hard it's been on you, how heavy it's been laying on your shoulders or in your mind, in your heart. There's a day of deliverance that God has set for his people. He told him, said, let every man get a lamb for his house. Not the woman or the children. He said, let the man of the house go get a lamb for his house. Amen. For tonight at midnight, I'm going to send a dead angel. Amen. That's going to come and kill every firstborn of man and beast. Amen. He told him to take the blood from the lamb, put it upon the doorpost and over the lintel. Amen. So that when the dead angel come in, it'll pass over you. That's where we get the Passover from. That's why we do communion services 
so that when we take and eat the bread and drink of the cup, it do bring remembrance of what God has done for us. Amen. So they told him to eat uh, the lamb raw. Amen. Don't burn it. Don't, don't cook it. Don't make no gravy with it, but, 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 but eat it. Amen. With bitter herbs. So they can remember the bitter times that they had while they was down in Egypt. Amen. He said, for this day, amen, you're coming up out of Egypt. Moses led the children about out of Egypt. Amen. And brought them through the Red Sea, down through the wilderness. And they came to the Jordan River. Amen. It was just crossed the Jordan, right on the other side of the river that the promised land was. Amen. They got there. Amen. Just like God said that he would bring them. He brought them through some hard times so that they could learn how to trust him. Amen. That's why God allowed you to go through some hardships. Amen. It's there to teach you how to trust him, how to continue to have faith in him. Because the hard times he brings us through, it gives us a testimony. Amen. That God is still able. Amen. He's still the same God today as he was yesterday and forevermore. He's still God. Nothing stops him from being God. The trouble that you go through, the heartaches that you have, and, and the disappointment that comes in your life, don't stop God from being God. It helps you to seek God out. So the children get down to Jordan. God tells Moses, even after he had told the children what he was going to do for them, he was going to bring them into a land that flowed with milk and honey. He said, baby, I got something for you that your eyes haven't seen. Amen. That your ears haven't heard. Neither have it's the heart of man. I got something in store for you. Amen. And you know, it's something about when you're going through some stuff. It's hard for you to catch a hold of what somebody is telling you, how God's going to bless you. Because you don't think it can happen to you. You don't think God is saying this about you. Amen. You can believe it for other people. Do I have a witness in the house? We can believe it for other people, but we can't believe it for ourselves. We hope that it's us. Amen. We dream that it could be us, but we don't believe that it's us, but we can believe it for somebody else. God told them, say, I'm going to bring you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Told them what all that was there. Amen. And to really encourage them, look what God does, Brother Michael. Look what God does. He said, look, Moses, I know the children... I done brought them through some things, and I done showed them some, some, some miracles and some signs and some wonders, but, but in their heart, they still have some doubt. But what I want you to do for them, to encourage their heart to trust me, take 12 men. Get one man out of each tribe, and I want you to send them over Jordan ahead of the people. Now, the thing about it, he said, get a man out of every tribe. You have to understand, everybody that wear pants ain't no man. And even the ones that, wear, that is a man that wear pants, they don't have a heart of a man. So God tells them, say, look, send them over this Jordan. And I want them to go spy out the land. And I want you to send them to see that everything is there that I told them will be there for them. Now that was supposed to encourage them by what God says. That once they go and see it, they can trust and believe God. But when they went there, they saw all 
the fruits of the land. They saw the great walls of the city. And when they looked over the walls into the city, they also saw the giants. The Bible said the giants was the son of the Anakims. There was great, large, and huge people. Amen. And what they saw in the people discouraged their hearts. And so after 40 days of searching out the land and, and spying out the sea, amen, everything that God had told them, they went back. And they gave a report to Moses. Twelve of them had a report. And all of them had to give their report of what they saw. It's something like the, 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 the book of the gospel. You got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Each one of them give the account of what they saw when they walked with Jesus. Some of it is compared to more or less the same thing, but some of it is said a little different. So these 12 men, when they come back, they all saw the same thing. But all of them didn't come back with the same report. That's why in the book of Isaiah, he says, who reports? Shall you believe? And he come back and said, we shall believe the report of the Lord. Who report do you believe? Do you believe what you see? Do you believe what people tell you that you can't have and where you can't go or what you can't accomplish? Or do you believe the report of the Lord? These 12 men, when they come back, 10 of them give a bad report. And the thing about it, they came back with pomegranates and, 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 and pigs and clusters of grapes to show that the land is fruitful. But be, before they see the fruitfulness that God had for them, they believed the, 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 the report of the ten concerning the joints. And the Bible said that their report was in our sight. We are like grasshoppers. And these people are like giants over us. How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a, as a grasshopper? And all your situation that comes in your life is like giant problems that, that you can't get around, that you can't get over or can't get through, that God can't fix for you? Do you see yourself as a grasshopper, as a worm? But Joshua and Caleb, they stood up in the midst of all the congregation of people and said, look, we are well able, we are more than able to take the city because our God is going to fight for us. After 430 years, you would think that the people would believe anything to get about of that type of bondage, that type of slavery. But their heart failed them. The Bible said, don't let your faith fail you. Don't let matters of the heart turn you around. They get to Jordan, and all they had to do is just cross the river and possess the promises of God. But they get there, and they sent 12 men, and because 10 came back with a bad report, they murmured and complained against God. 
Do you realize that when, when you don't believe God and you begin to murmur and complain about the giant situations that's in your life, you make it bigger than God. And you make God displeased with you. God just gets displeased with you and I because we don't believe or, or we don't act as if though God is able to fix it. And so God tells them, say, look, go back into the wilderness. For the 40 days that you, that you search out the land, I'm going to give you a year for a day. Until all that generation who did not believe me will die off in the wilderness. 40 years they had to go back into the wilderness. The same wilderness God brought them through, he sent them right back. Don't let God set back your blessing. Don't let him set back your blessing. How bad do you want what God has promised you? What are you willing to believe or what are you willing to do, amen, to show God that you trust him with your life, trust him with your children's life? In this chapter here, before the years have expired, all of those people who lived in disbelief and did not trust God have perished from off the scene. They're gone, they died, sickness, disease. Old, old age, whatever it was that killed them, they're all gone now. And all the children that was under 20 years and younger, they have grown up now to trust and believe God to go and possess the promised land. And so now they, they are going back over into the promised land. The land that God had promised to the children of Israel that was flowing with milk and honey. And the Bible said that the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did. And what they did? They divided the land. They went over. It's time that we begin to believe and trust God for his word. Amen. Because his word will never fail. Before one jot, a chill of my word fall to the ground, heaven and earth will pass away. But me and my word shall stand forever. The Bible said the children of Judah came unto Joshua. Caleb was from that tribe. Caleb was one of them that was with Joshua, that went over and spied out the land. It was Caleb and Joshua stood against the tent and told the congregation that we were well able to take the land. And God had told them everywhere that they spied out, everywhere that their feet trotted upon, that land that they were going to give them. Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Told him, say, you know what the Lord had promised me, amen, 40 years ago. Amen. You know what the Lord had said to me when I was 40 years old. When Moses, the man of God, the servant of God, sent me to go and spy out the land. And when I brought back word again, amen, look what the Bible says. He said when he brought him word again, he brought him as it was in his heart. Where is your heart today? Where is your heart today? People got, 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 got strong mouths. Amen. Their mouth says a lot, but where is your heart today? He said he brought back words that was in his heart. Amen. Thank you, Lord. He said, but nevertheless, my brethren that went over with me, amen, the brethren that went with me made the heart of the people to melt. 
Amen. What kind of words do you have in your heart? Do you have a word to encourage the hearts of people? Or do you have a word that will cause the heart of the people to melt? Amen. Will cause their hopes to be lost. Amen. If you don't have nothing else, baby, you got to hold on to hope. The Bible says, hope make you not ashamed. We got to hold on to hope. Amen. Our hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Everything else is fake and sand, but on Christ, the solid rock I stand. He said, nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the hearts of the people melt. But me, I wholly follow the Lord. I believe God. Amen. I didn't need a whole bunch of people for me to believe what God said. All I needed to hear was a word from God. And I held on to the word much more than I listened at the voices of people. And that's what happened to us sometimes. We listen too much at people and to our situation and our circumstance, and we don't wholly hold on to God. We have to learn how to hold on to God. Regardless of how bad it looks and how bad things get, you got to talk back to God and say, Lord, you promised me. This is what your word says. God, you can't go back on your word. You promised me this, and I'm standing on what you say. Lord, help us here today. Moses swore, saying that surely the land whereon your feet have trodden. He said, that's what the Lord will give to you. This is going to be your inheritance. We ought to see the confidence here that Caleb had in God. You ought to see the confidence and the faith that, that Caleb had in God. He didn't look at his age. He didn't look at the situation. Amen. He looked at God. He said, if God be with me, you got to know that God is with you. You know, sometimes we, we look back on our situations and we look at back on something that we might have did that we may think that God has frowned upon and may be angry, upset with us about. But God's going to hold his word. God's going to hold on to his word much more than he look at what you didn't do or what you failed to do. God is looking at the word that he gave you. And when you line yourself up with God's word, his word got to come to pass. Help us here today. I wish I had a witness here. He said, now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. He kept me. You got to know who's keeping you. You got to, and, and, and look, God don't allow us to live just to live a long time. God allows us to live so we can have a testimony to give to those who's coming behind us. You got your children coming behind you. You got your grandchildren coming behind you. And you got to learn how to trust God with your life. I remember when we was back in New Orleans and we, and we had this. It wasn't no hurricane. It was a tropical storm called Hurricane Wine, tropical storm Wine, And it brought, back, it brought in a whole lot of rain. The way we was living at, the floods came in. And when the flood came in, we lost everything we had. We had no insurance. We didn't own no house. We didn't have anything. But we trusted God. We trusted God. And it was through the storm that God brought. It was through the rain that came in those houses that God began to bless our house. 
He began to bless our family. Amen. And when we was, and he brought us from renting a house to buying our house. Amen. And it was all done because of a storm that came in. Don't worry about the storm that comes in your life because the storm only comes to bless you. Lord, help us here today. It comes to strengthen you. It comes to let you know that if God be for you, woo, woo, don't let the storm scare you. Don't let what you see or what happened to you discourage you. But know that God is with you. He's with you in your storm. He's with you in your trial. He's with you in your situation. He's with you when you're up, and he's with you when you're down. David said, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I feel no evil because God is with me. You have to know God is with you. Caleb said, you have kept me alive. As he said, for these 45 years, even since the Lord spake unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. While it was wandering in the wilderness, God was still speaking to Moses. He was still promising and blessing them and keeping them. Amen. Let them know that he was going to do it. He was going to still do it. He said, I am this day, four score and five years old. In other words, Caleb then came up to 85 years old now. He's 85. And look what he says. He said, I'm as strong today at 85 as I was when I was at 40. I'm still strong. I'm strong enough to go out to war. Lord, help us here today. I'm, I'm strong enough to both to go out and to come back in. In other words, he said, if I go out to war, I'm trusting God that he's going to bring me back in. Because I know God is able. Church, do you know God is able today? Amen. To bring you out and to bring you back in. Do you realize every day when you go out to your house to go to work, your children go to school, you're not able to be there with them to protect them. It's the prayers and the blessings of God that keep your children while y'all absent from one another. It's when you go out on the highway and you look at the news and see how somebody ran a red light or ran to an intersection and killed somebody. Baby, it could have been you, but because he's been keeping you alive, it lets you know that he got something promised for you. Don't worry about your credit. I had bad credit, and he cleared mine up. My credit was so bad, I couldn't get a bubble gum on credit. Couldn't buy a soft drink. But God did it for me. I don't care what's on your record. I don't care what you did. God could clear it all up. He can clear it up if you trust him. If you trust God, believe in his word, and stand on his promises, and not look at your situation, God will do it for you. Because God don't look at the outward appearance of man. God is looking on the heart. He don't care how well you sing. He don't care how much your tithes or offering you put up. Because that's something that we as the church supposed to do. He's concerned about how much you trust him for when you're going through. Anybody could trust God when, you know, when everything is well. Anybody could trust and, and praise God while everything is going is going. Uh, all right in their life, but how much do you trust and believe God when things is not going so right? I want to know how bad. How bad do you want what God has for you? Caleb said, look, I'm just as strong at 85. My faith is still as strong in God at 85 as it was when I was 40. Amen. 
He done brought me this far, and I'm strong enough to go out to war, and I'm strong enough to come right back in. Because God didn't keep me alive this long for nothing. Amen. One songwriter said, he didn't teach me to swim just to let me drown. He didn't bring me this far just to leave me. You think God been in your life, called you, saved you, then brought you from whoremonging and, and smoking weed and drinking alcohol and running every woman a man in town just to drop you and leave you here? No, God got something for you. He got something in store for your life. And it's time that you start believing to trust God for what his word says. Caleb said, I'm just as strong now at 85 as I was when I was 40. I got the strength now for war to go out and to come back in. So he tells Joshua, God promised me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Now you have to understand the significance of what he's asking for. Because in the mountains is where the, the Anakins live. This is where the giants lived at who discouraged them 40 years earlier from not possessing the promised land. He said, I know they're there, but God promised to give me this piece of land. And I'm not going to run from it. I'm not going to be deterred from it because they're there. Because if God is with me, he would be more than able. Woo! That's what the word says. The word said. He said, if so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. Now, you have to understand that this is not Caleb saying it. He's only repeating what God say. And if we learn how to repeat what God say, in spite of what we see, God could do it for you. Lord, I know that I've done wrong, but Lord, you said that if I confess my sins, you're faithful to forgive me and just to cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. You got to give God his word. You got to say what God said, not what you say. Not to make up some beautiful words to try and impress God. We can't impress God with our words. We impress God with our faith. Give him his word. He said, if so be the Lord be with me, then I shall be more than able to drive him out. And Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, Hebron for an inheritance. He gave it to him. Why did he give it to him? Because he asked for it. If you ask, you will receive. And why did he receive it? Because he trusted God. He sought not his strength. He didn't seek out the people that was with him. He sought out God. We got to take time, my brothers and sisters, to go and seek God. We got to be after God. And when we're after God, then God will give us what's in his hand. So I ask you today, how bad? How bad do you want it? Amen. Are you willing to, to, to draw some lines through your agenda and place God on the top of your agenda? Amen. Too long we've been living with, with a whole list of agendas of what we want to do and where we want to go and what we need to have, and, but, but we didn't left God out. You got to bring back God into your equation. Amen. You got to bring God back into the to equation. Amen. We didn't left God out too long. Amen. But we want what God has, and God is saying, if you want it, how bad? 
How bad do you want it? Are you willing to trust me for my word? Are you willing to walk with me? Because the Bible said that Caleb wholly followed the Lord. Everybody in the book that followed God, he blessed them. He blessed them. He blessed them. And if you want what God has for you, then you got to make it up in your mind that you're going to wholly follow the Lord your God. If God be God, then serve God. But if God be mammon, if God be the things of this world, if the things of this world pleases you much more than God, if the things of this world can heal your body, if the things of this world can give you peace of mind and give you rest at night, if the things of this world can bring you from earth to glory, if the things of this world can do all that for you, then serve that. Joshua said in the last address that he made to the children of Israel in the last chapter of this same book, he said, for me and my house, you got to make up your own mind. Joshua Joshua spoke for him and his house. He said, for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen. Is what they saw God did that caused them to encourage their faith that God can do it. Have you saw God do something for you? Have you saw God work in the life of your children? Have you saw God work in the life of your enemy, on your job? Have you healed your body? Most of all, did he save you? If he done that, then he can do this too. Because the Bible said there's nothing too hard for God to do. Amen. God bless you, say. God keep you. God is saying to us today, how bad? How bad do you want it? Amen. Come on and give God the praise. Amen. Give God the praise. He's worthy of the praise. The psalmist said, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, his name is worthy to be praised. Amen. This concludes the service for today. May God bless you. May God keep you, for this is our prayer. Let us stand as we about to be dismissed.